0: Welcome to Zimmerman Podcast, Episode 74. LaKeisha Mosley is an incredible event planner, podcaster, and voice of wisdom. I first sat down with Keisha on her podcast, The Convo with Keisha, and I knew that I had to have her on mine. Today, we're talking about how to have hope as you pivot into the next phase of your life or business as we all strive to survive 2020. Keisha is unapologetic in her message and her focus, sharing how she's completely remade her own business in 2020, creating a virtual event space that meets the demands of social distancing while still serving people well. If you're ready for some hope, some honest conversation, and some insight into an incredible business brain, you've got to give this episode a listen. All right, you ready? Let's do it.
1: Welcome to The Zimmerman Podcast with your host, CEO, wedding professional, educator, and mom, Jessica Zimmerman. In just two years, Jessica went from facing bankruptcy to taking home a six-figure salary. She turned a business-saving $100,000 loan into a million-dollar empire. As a creative entrepreneur, a healthy work-life balance seems just as unattainable as a six-figure income. But Jessica Zimmerman is here to show you it's possible. With the right tools and insider tips and some hard work, your craziest dreams can become your daily routine. If you set some boundaries and commit to healthy changes, you can create a business and a life you love. So let's make your business work for you.
2: Hi, Lakeisha. Welcome to Zimmerman Podcast. Thank you, Jessica. I'm excited to be here.
0: So I was a guest on your podcast, Convos with Keisha, and I loved our time so much that I had to have you here on Zimmerman Podcast.
2: That's so sweet of you. Yeah, it was like the best episode ever. Like you are just so amazingly sweet. I had a great time.
0: You are too kind. Well, we just had the best conversation. So I was like, let's just do this again. We couldn't, we just needed to keep it going. So before we dive in, can you give any listeners who don't know, um, you know, who you are, just a little insight into who you are, what you do and how you got here?
2: Okay, I'm Lakeisha Mosley. I am a mom and a serial entrepreneur. I have several businesses and platforms that I work for uh, or work from, I should say. I have a blog called lakeishamosley.com where I blog about uh, just events that kind of center around women. Like, I have a huge heart for women, especially women in business. And so um, I talk about, you know, different things that may affect us as well as I feature women. On my on my blog, like at least once or twice a week, I'm spotlighting someone and what they do. Um, as you mentioned, I have the podcast, and so I love the podcast because I get to take those blog interviews and I make them live, so like people can hear how much fun we have. They can actually hear our interactions, whereas with the blog, you know, they can just read it. They can't really tell whether or not we had fun with that interview. And so I actually love uh, podcasting. My main business is the LM experience. And that is an event management and planning company now. So I've had to go back to planning after COVID happened um, because it's hard to just manage an event virtually. Like that's just not even possible to do that virtually. And so I went back to planning and so now I'm what you call a virtual event strategist and I help people pivot their their in-person events to virtual events or if they haven't had one at all and want to get their brand out there then I help them come up with strategies that they can use to help build their brands and get visible and also take that to the bank.
0: Wow. I mean that's that's incredible. That's incredible. You and I have both been in unique situations of losing things or fearing the loss of things that we thought were constants. Uh, you know, and a lot of people might be experiencing that right now with COVID. I know this is such like a high anxiety time for a lot of people. How did you, and how do you maintain hope and keep your eyes on the future, seeing what's happening as something that's happening, you know, for you instead of to you.
2: I think that's an awesome, awesome, awesome question, Jessica, because at a time like this, it is so easy to get distracted. And that's what I call it, to get distracted, to lose hope um, in this time. But I think it is my faith in God, my uh, morning meditations with him, because I can't start a day without that. And even some mornings, I have to admit, I'm like, oh, I don't really feel like reading. I don't really feel like sitting still. I got a million things to do today. But it, it... I have to sit still and I have to get his unction. So I think having faith in him, um, allowing him to guide and direct my way. And then almost always, unless I deviate from what he's told me, he always connects me with the right people to keep that hope and, and that inspiration going. So even when, I feel like it's just so much on me, or it's just so down and dreary in the world. He always connects me to someone who helps keep me going. But I also stay, you know, try to stay positive. Listen to positive books, listening to positive music. You know, I love some of the little ratchet stuff, Jessica. So you know.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, I totally get it. It's and it's hard because I mean, even you know. I know during this time, I've had a couple of of really down moments where I just, I, you know, it's funny because I am naturally positive, but I also very naturally think ahead. Like I'm very futuristic with how I think. And, and you know, God really calls us to just we are not created to be able to handle more than 24 hours at a time. That's why there are 24 hours in a day. And so I have to really remind myself of that because man, I can get this happened just last week. I was sitting there and I was thinking, okay, so what if, you know, this year doesn't go like I thought, then like how on earth is next year going to go and how am I even going to be able to provide? And all, you know, I just start going down this kind of, you know, you know, rabbit hole that is not good you know and i have to just stop and remind myself that you have no idea what's going to happen between now and then but you know you're okay today and that's what that's all that matters is
2: today Exactly. And I love that you shared that. That's actually really great advice because I find myself sometimes going down that rabbit hole of like, okay, guy, you know, I just stepped out. I left this job. I actually hate it, you know, to do this full time. You know, did I really hear from you But oh, You know, the leads are not coming in how they should be and look what's going on in the world. They say that, you know, it's not safe to have in-person events. Like I find myself doing that too and thinking so far ahead to where you just really gave me hope again. See how how God does things like just worry about the 24 hours that you in right now. Stop worrying about the next one or the next one. Oh, it is so true. Oh,
0: and Keisha, I have to tell you, so and this is getting real honest and vulnerable here, but on Friday, I was expecting a call about something that really would have given me a little bit of ease, right, from my anxiety. i had been like, okay, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay for, for a few months. We're going to be good. And that call didn't come through. And basically, it's not that it didn't come fr- through. It was just like, "Uh, well, I didn't, I- I'll talk to you next week. And I was just like, Oh that that's bad news. It it must be bad news. You know, I just immediately went there and I mean, I went and I filled up my bathtub and I sat in my bath and I just boohooed and I was angry and I was like, "Lord, I'm so mad because I have been so obedient and why is this not coming together?" And you know, what's interesting is 3 days later I got a call and everything's fine. You know what I mean, but it's just like it is not my timing not my timing. And I, I just have to deal with what I'm supposed to deal with that day and calm it down a little bit. Right,
2: right. And, you know, I think God really you know, really puts us in check. We're both like very high driven, high strung. Like we know what we want. We go after it and we expect things within a certain time frame. I think God always checks me like that because he's like, really, who world is this? Mine or exactly. yours? What exactly. Do you do? And I don't <laughs> like I really, really find that he checks me like that because as a planner, and you know this yourself, like we plan everything out. We like nothing to deviate from what it was supposed to be. And for me, I get real like upset and I will start to cry as well. Like, why is this not going? And I really feel like that's his way of saying, listen, home girl, go sit down. Like I got this. I don't need your help. Right.
0: Oh, I heard the most wonderful thing. One time I was, I was at, um, I was at church and this, we had like a guest pastor and he stood up and he said, you know, how he was in a room with like the whole, uh, you know, church leadership or whatever, which by the way, this whole episode isn't going to be about church. So I don't want people to think that that's all we're going to talk about, but it's part of both of our lives. So we're going to talk about it a little bit, but this guy, he, he, there was a church leadership meeting and somebody had asked a question and he immediately was about to stand up and start talking and giving his answer or whatever. And then he just felt for the first time, this feeling of, Do you think I have to have you to get this done? Do you not think that there are other people in this room who are fully capable of getting this, what we need achieved, achieved, like sit down, I'm not asking you to do everything. You know what I mean? And it was such a, I loved hearing that story because it reminds me just every day to be like, okay, you don't have to do everything. Like, just calm down. You just, you don't have to raise your hand for everything. You know,
2: I don't know. Right. I mean, but that makes sense. Like, I love how you just said that. Like, it just falls into place. Like, we just have to sometimes just sit down.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Sit
2: down I, because he got it. He's got
0: it. He really, really does. Yep. It's so, so true. running a floral business isn't always as pretty as the flowers themselves. I spent more than $100,000 educating myself and figuring out how to make this business work for me and fully support my family of five. If you're wanting to know how to not only run a profitable business, but also hear all my firsthand experiences of navigating how to deal with difficult brides, make automated systems, create proposals, set boundaries in your work, and book every bride you want you need to check out Business Behind the Blooms. Go to ZimmermanPodcast.com slash BBB to get more information. That's ZimmermanPodcast.com slash BBB. Okay, so we were talking about maintaining hope and keeping our eyes on the future. And I think a really great example of how you've pivoted to create you know, virtual or hybrid virtual events for the events industry is such a great example. Can you tell me about kind of how you came up with that idea and how you took it from an idea to re- to a reality and how it's transforming your industry right now?
2: Oh, my gosh. So that is it's really amazing, again, how you connect with people. So I connected with uh, my social media manager back in December, which she is so awesome. She's so amazing. Brianna um, is like two in one. She's social media and she's copywriting. And so when um, this first happened, when COVID first came out, And I say come out because I don't know how else to even group homegirl. You know, like I'm just tired of giving her so much power. So I'm just like when she first came out, you know, we had a team meeting and Brianna said, you know, LaKeisha, you're going to have to pivot and adapt that from December to, let's say, March. Um, She kind of knew who how I was, and so she said, "You're gonna have to pivot and adapt." And I was like, "Pivot and adapt." And so I just kept saying, you know, those words kept downloading in my spirit. Like, okay, how am I gonna do this? She's like, "Listen, we're gonna have to get the front run on talking about how to have events in safe spaces until they shut us down." Like she kind of had forecasted a little bit about how this could possibly go, um, because she's like upstate New York where it was like thousands of cases already that were happening. And so she said, "Well, listen, we're going to have to pivot. Like, you're, we're going to have to pivot pivot the LM brand. We're going to have to talk more about how to socially distance, you know, uh she gave me ideas of things to blog and talk about it. And so I was like, "Oh my gosh, I really don't want to do any of this. Like, I, this is just outside of me. I don't know what in the world to do and as i started to talk about it then i noticed people were coming back i didn't have nothing figured out jessica okay like nothing i'm telling y'all on my food podcast that i had nothing figured out at first i literally Was winging it at first, just like, okay, well, let me take these skills I have to, you know, do a Zoom call and put like kind of make that dress that up to be an event. And then I just say, you know what, I'm going to sit down and I'm just going to figure this out. So I booked myself a staycation, you know, and I just sat in that room and I figured out what in the heck I was going to do. How I was going to do it, and how I was going to help people solve their problems. And so, uh, along with Brianna's help, you know, we were able to create, you know, virtual event experiences that are like none other. I have one that starts tomorrow. It's a four-day virtual event. We're offering uh, lunch to the attendees. Um, They will have a virtual photo booth. So, God just really started. And I know, for those who don't believe, I'm I'm sorry, but I just that's just who I. I can really give credit to you just put all these people in my path to help me create an experience for people. Cause we tired of zoom. Like I'm so sick of zoom. I don't know what right. to do <laughs> Right. <laughs> Get over it. And there were so many more platforms that, and i honestly have been around for a long time, like any meeting and, you know, uh, go to webinars, blue jeans, all of those have been around, but none of them knew how much money they could really make in the virtual realm. And so it was up to me to kind of bridge certain clients with certain platforms. So I learned about all these platforms. And I'm like, Oh, where have you been? And they're like, Oh, we've been around for like three years. We've been around for seven years. And I'm like, well, where you been? Cause I heard of you. <laughs> right. Right. Like, Absolutely. yeah. So now I have this Rolodex of all of these virtual event platforms that people can use free to thousands of dollars, depending on what type of event that you have. Um, And I'm able to attract clients by, you know, showing them how they can take their brand worldwide um, to get in front of people that they probably would not have gotten in front of if if it was an in-person event, but to also grow their bank accounts and their visibility all in the same event.
0: That's incredible. And what I really what stands out to me so much about everything you just said is, you know, there's two types of people in the world. There's the people who they get a situation, you know, uh, in front of them like COVID and they go, well, my career's over or you, you know, figure it out. You didn't want to do that. That's not that's not, you know, it wasn't even remotely on your radar to do that. But when things happen, you know, like I said there's two different types of people and you are just going to continue to be so successful because you have that that drive and that resourcefulness and I just think that that's incredible. And it must have taken so much time and energy, you know, and some money to to pivot into virtual education. What kind of mentality do you think we need to have during um, these times of change so that we can, you know, our business can benefit in the long run.
2: I think for one Jessica you have to um, think outside of the box. For me again, very high strong, very A type personality. Like it is what it is for me and I, and change is not something that I embrace very openly. Uh I just I have to say that although as a planner in that phase I can be very flexible when you know I can think very quickly on my feet when it comes to events and things that I may have to change. But you have to have a mindset of openness and to think outside of the box. This time that we in is unlike none other. Not only does it affect us here in the United States, but it has affected the entire world. There's not many things that has affected a whole entire world at the same time. Normally, you know, we're looking at another country going through it. Another country's looking at us going through it. You know, now we're all affected by this. But I want people to be open, to really be open and to also, you know, tap into whatever higher power. They serve. I serve God. So tap, I have to tap into that because it's so uncertain for me, and I don't know what's next. To where I have to rely heavily on Him to guide me, to keep, like you said, that hope up, to, to really realize what's more important and to take it off of myself. Who am I here to serve? That's how I've been really been able to get through this time because it's taking the selfishness away you know um and i've had to focus on other people and not just myself that is the
0: key that is that is, the key is what you just said and i think that that's so important and it's and it's easy sometimes as an entrepreneur as a business owner to get selfish and it's not that you um are going into it with this selfish attitude it just you know it you're working for yourself you have to make money to provide for your family and you just it it can that road can easily, you can easily go down it. And I've always believed that the most success I've ever had has been when I am fully focused on the client and who I am serving and what is it that they need and what is it that they want. And so, I love how you were able to shift your perspective in that and be able to go, okay, there's going to be all these people who need, who still need events, who are, who are still, uh, you know, people who had probably already sold a bunch of tickets and spent some of that money. And it's like, they can't afford to refund that. So we got to figure out how to still make this event happen, but virtually. And I love how you were able to cater to that. And that's probably why it's done so well. And so, you know i just think for all of us that's a wonderful reminder is that business is going to be at its best when we remember who it is we're serving as far as our clients go and then also man i love what you said about faith because i'm right there with you you know you and i feel the same way about this but it it's a I can't imagine living this life without knowing uh, the God that I know, you know what I mean? Because it's just too much to think that I have to f- have all this, you know what I mean? Exactly. It's so nice to be able to go, okay, Lord, like, I can't, this is all I can do. You're going to have to
2: take okay. it from here. I, yes. I am so glad you said, and I think that's why we connect this so, so much because you brought this really light into my life. Like You've been through so much, but it never stopped your spirit. And I know there were times where you were like, oh my gosh, like, can I get a breather? You know, even me, went mm-hmm. yeah. through what I've been through. But you bring so much light and so much, you know, hope for those who are like, what do I do next? It's like, honey, if you don't have a high power, I need you to get one. Cause right, right. A lot of stuff that we do, we don't do it on our own. Mm-mm. We do it because and through him, sometimes, I, you know, a client is really happy about something that i presented and they're like, how in the world did you come up with that? And all I can say is God, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, going to be super religious and scare you off. But what I am saying is that it is not of my own that I am doing. Right.
0: The- oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. Well, three days ago when I was having, you know, bathtub meltdown, I mean, I'm able to go to a dark place where... I'm upset and I'm angry. And I feel like I've been obedient. And I've, you know, because the things that I was upset about, I was like, I didn't even ask to do any of this. You called me to do this. And I've done it. And now, you know, I'm kind of being left, you know, hanging out here to dry. That's how I felt. And I say all this, you know, and I'm like, and I'm a little mad. And I'm feeling a little abandoned. And Lord, you know, that abandonment is my, you know, it's like my one thing that I'm just going to go off my rocker about like I don't <laughs> it's it's my it's my it's my issue and so um you know and but then even after saying all that I was like but I know one thing is for certain that that your timing is better than mine uh-huh. and I know for certain that you did not leave me this far to leave me exactly. you know and so Even though I feel like I'm abandoned right now, I know deep down that I'm not. And I will take a deep breath and I will keep going. And I think that I don't know if I would be able to do that if I didn't have that faith.
2: Exactly. I can recall this meme someone sent me and they didn't even know I was going through anything. Um, They just felt like it really was, you know. Isn't that crazy when that happens? Yeah, they didn't even know I was going through something. And it said that the teacher is always quiet during a test. Mm. When I I must have bawled for like twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I needed that. Mm-hmm. I needed that. I wasn't hearing from him. I felt like he wasn't there. But during the test, he's always quiet. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's good. That gave me chills. Yes. That is good. Oh, we.
0: I think a lot of us probably need to hear that right now. Because, man, if 2020 isn't just a big old trust test, I don't know what it is. I mean, it really is. So what advice do you have right now for wedding industry listeners? Because we have a lot of – a a huge majority of my audience is wedding industry people who I love and adore. Um, Because, man, that is a hard – it is a hard industry. And we have been – kicked this year. I mean, we've been kicked while we're down. So what would you have wanted someone to tell you when you were in what felt like your darkest days in business?
2: You know, for me, that is very, is a very, number one, that's a very hard industry. So hard that I just, I rarely, if ever do weddings anymore. Like I just, yeah. I'm, it's a different breed of, of people that you deal with. I love my vendors, but the brides, oh honey, yeah. Yeah. They on my knees. But I wish people had told me that um I needed to be really clear about who I wanted to serve because I think a when we start out in these industries, especially when you say event planning, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to do everything. Uh Uh-uh. You can't do any everything because if you, if your niche is weddings, you have to stick with that because no other type of events will work for you at all. Like you just, you can't mesh the two, but I wish someone had told me, um, to like really get clear about who and what I wanted, who I wanted to serve, because I think that's where a lot of us get discouraged is because we're like, oh, well, this is not working out. This um just doesn't seem like it's working. Everything's falling apart. And it's because sometimes we're not really clear about what it is that we should be doing and who we should be serving, you know, in that instance. So for me now, when I do weddings, it's a certain type of ride, certain type of wedding, certain type of budget, because I've gotten really clear on who I serve and where I work best. And so now it really helps me Um, like really be able to serve that client to the best of my ability, but also to tap into those people who can help me if I seem to like not know everything or if something seems lost in translation between, you know, a bride and maybe what she wants, those people are there to help me as well. Build a network, like that's helpful too.
0: Would you pay a dollar a day for more energy, focus, and drive? That's what I get with Beekeepers Naturals Bee Powered Superfood Honey. Every day, I take a spoonful of their bee powered honey, and every night, I go to bed after my kids, which is saying a lot. Before bee powered, I'd be totally out of energy by 4 p.m. Can anyone relate? Running a growing business while being a mom to three kids, including some pretty wild twin boy toddlers, it's exhausting, but with Be Powered, I feel more focused and driven than I have in a while, like maybe even before kids. You know I wouldn't try to sell you something that I don't believe in and actually use myself, but I love my Be Powered, and now I honestly can't imagine my life without it. If you want 15% off Be Powered, go to ZimmermanPodcast.com to get yours today. That's ZimmermanPodcast.com slash B-E-E. What do you think as we, you know, go into this next year, when things do get back to normal, and let's say that they're sooner than later, like how do you see the virtual, do you still think there's going to be a need for virtual events? Like how do you see this affecting you in the future?
2: I actually think that I am going to grow more in the future. Um, And I say that because I know for myself, I'm still not going out there. Like, I'm still not going to go out there. I still don't know if you wash your hands. I still don't know if you have it or you don't have it. I just don't know. Um, And, you know, industry reports are telling us, like, for us to not even think about a full blown out event until fall of 2021. So, I'm scary. I try not to put that to my clients, but I'm scary. But a lot of them, actually, Jessica, are loving it because their costs are down so much. Yes, I believe that. Yes, their costs are down so much. So they see, like some of them that I was able to successfully pivot felt like oh my gosh i lost so much money with having a refund ticket so just like this event that i have that starts tomorrow that's a 4 day digital workathon it is totally like um her tickets started at like $7.99 in person. It was at a resort and all of that. Well, we couldn't take that chance. 250 women, there was going to be no social distancing, none of that going on. And so we actually had to pivot that way. Well, the client was happy because yes, she had the refund, but she was able to bring on more speakers, Jessica, she who probably profited more, them. yeah. Yeah, who didn't charge her, you know, maybe not as much because now they don't have to buy a plane ticket. Now they they don't have to get hotel accommodations right. now. There's food and be- beverage minimum, and you know, Jessica, how that can be when yeah. we're talking and be minimums. We're like, you know what? We just bought your hotel like six times with what this bill is, is, you know, going to be. So, I actually think, and I'm really grateful that I did jump on the virtual events bandwagon because I think my business is going to grow. I don't think. I'm not saying in-person is going to go totally away because there are going to be some instances like with product launches and things like that. I think they still need to be in-person. I think they're only work best in-person. But I think for the most part, most events will probably go to, like you said, a hybrid method where there'll be a select few in-person, mainly everyone online. Because now clients and businesses, even entrepreneurs, authors, they get to forecast or broadcast really their events all over the world and they can forecast to how many new people they possibly can gain. Keep in mind, if you're in New York and I'm in Texas, I mean, I can afford that flight there. But if your event is online and the ticket is saying $50, even $100, and I get all these little parks things, you know, all of this stuff, hey, I'm more apt to attend your event virtually Right, and to show up in person because now I don't have to get hotel, I don't have to, you know, uh, get uh, clothing, wardrobe, and think about speakers. Hey, you notice how many celebrity speakers we've we've seen on just regular platforms now? Right. Oh, oh, it's so true.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Celebrity
2: guests um, now are at an all-time high. I think we've really gotten to know a lot of the celebrity people we love and and adore more personally now because they can do it right from their homes because they're just as concerned about safety as most of us are. But I think it's just really... Brought about a wave of a whole different way of doing events. And and again, I still don't think it's going to totally replace in person. I think as soon as it opens up, some of us are going to like run like crazy just to interact with people, you know, face to face. But I still think it's going to be a large majority that are going to be like, mm, no, because we still don't know everything about how this works. And so um, I, I'll just do the the virtual You know, option.
0: I even think, Keisha, that take the take the whole virus out of it. Like, let's just let's just say, for example, that tomorrow, like everything was fine. Like there was a clearance, and they were like, "Never mind, false alarm, we're fine." Um, I think that because people have seen what they can do virtually, they are going to want to continue to do things virtually. I've talked to so many of my friends who had jobs at, you know, big corporate corporations who had, you know, at downtown offices, who these businesses are now like, you know what, we actually are doing just as well, if not better with everyone working from home. And we can save thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a month by not renting out this building. Um, and you know, so I think that there's that, I think, you know, even someone like me who homeschooled my daughter for a few weeks in the spring semester, when this all first started, I, once it got to fall, I was like, I kind of want to keep doing it. Like it works really well for our family. So I just think that there are people who, um, like I said, take the virus out of it And let's just pretend that we're all going to go away. I still think that your business is going to grow because I think people now realize how profitable and beneficial and in some ways, I'm not saying in always, but in some ways, there are people that have a better quality of life. You know, they're able to just be with their family more and that kind of thing by not traveling as much and hosting big events, but by doing them virtually.
2: Yes. And I mean, I think too, in so many industries, when you think about it, like some companies, whenever, you know, they did say, oh, okay, well, you can go back. These companies still said, oh, no, you can work from home. They saw the benefit of being able to work virtually and how they saved with overhead. One of one of my best friends, he works for a nonprofit and they, of course, went home. And then when they said they were going to open back up, was like, no, we decided to not we canceled our lease um everything worked out fine from home you know virus or not it just was economically better for the company and so they were able to go into more people you know doing what they do in their missions um because they didn't have this huge overhead of renting space and things like that like i feel bad for the venues i really really do um Sense. Um, but I think if they jump on the virtual as well, you know, it will kind of help us all like win. Cause we were, we were hit at first. Like totally. I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do at right. all.
0: Totally. I hear you. But I do. I think that the way that you've handled this whole situation and the way that you have pivoted into virtual events and just, I think the sky's the limit. I really do. Because I think a lot of people are going to continue to want them for sure. Um, Keisha, you are amazing. I could talk to you all day. I'm going to ask you one more question. So this is, I ask this question at the end of every episode with whoever I interview, because I think that it's just a fun question. Okay. So if you had Oprah's money and you had to spend it on yourself, something totally selfish, what would you buy?
2: Oh my gosh. Like I would really buy myself. I There's this really cute bag that I want and it's super, super expensive. Like it's really expensive by Louis Vuitton. Tell me what bag it is. It's a Louis Vuitton bag. I love it. it. Is, is it a classic? I mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's why me mean you are friends. Like you, new. You new. like, you know, I would definitely, I would surely do that. Like, just to be totally selfish. Like, yes, that's what I would do.
0: That's, that's also that. an investment piece. You know what I mean? Like, that's never going to go out of style.
2: That's an investment piece. So that's, that's a good use of money. Yes. I'm like, and it's treating myself. It's a part of self-care. There you go. There you go.
0: Absolutely. I agree with you. I love that. That's such a good answer. That's so fun. Lakeisha, thank you so, so much for being on today. You are just such a breath of fresh air. I could talk to you all day long. Tell our listeners where they can find you.
2: great. Thanks so much, Jessica. I really enjoyed talking with you. So I am like everywhere. I have so many brands. So I'm just going to give you the event brand where you can just tap into the other one. So I am on Facebook. I am on Instagram at the LM experience. So it's really my initials, Lakeisha Mosley experience. On Twitter, it is just LM experience. Um, You can reach my website as well, www.thelmexperience.com. You can drop me a line. Make sure you let me know you heard me here on my friend's podcast. Like I love to connect with anyone. Perfect. Thank you so, so much. You're welcome. Thank you.
0: Y'all, isn't Keisha amazing? I don't know how you could listen and not feel filled up with hope, light, and inspiration from the top of your head to the tip of your toes. If you loved this episode, would you do me a favor? Would you share it? I know that there are so many people in this industry and so many others who need to hear what Keisha and I talked about today. Your ratings, reviews, and shares, they mean the world to me and help me create more free content just for you. So go rate, review, and share. I'll be here next week with more life-changing content made just for
1: you. If you loved what you heard today, even if you liked it a lot, you should subscribe and leave a review. We'll see you back here next time in the Zimmerman Podcast.